Hey, welcome back to the program. Get ready to travel. Oh, I couldn't be more excited about the announcement that we heard from the federal government yesterday, especially because I am planning to uh, take this trip to, as a, it's a bucket list trip for me. I'm going to go snowboarding in the Alps. This was a trip that I was booked for March of 2020 and like so many trips that we all had planned for that time, it just got canceled and we thought, yeah, we initially thought, well, we'll kick that forward a year. We'll go next year. Uh, no. So two years later, looks like it's going to happen. Excited about the announcement that vaccinated travelers will no longer need a molecular COVID-19 test to enter Canada beginning on February 28th. Here is the federal health minister, Jean-Yves Duclos, with the announcement. Arriving to Canada from any country in the world will only need to take a PCR COVID-19 test if they are randomly selected. Now, the new measures will also see restrictions lifted for children under the age of 12 who are not yet fully vaccinated and are traveling with vaccinated adults. That's going to be a big deal for March break. And the recommendation against all non-essential international travel has now been lifted. Uh, Monette Pasher is the interim president of the Canadian Airports Council, one of the groups that was uh, calling on the federal government to make these announcements and make these changes. Monette, welcome back to the program. Was there anything missing from the announcement that you heard from the feds? Well, I think the announcement was very encouraging. I mean, there was five elements to it and things, some of them have been in place since the early days of the pandemic. So very encouraging to be moving forward as an industry. And yeah, we're looking forward to getting back in the air. Um, there is one piece that's um, that was still included that uh, we're looking forward to having a clear timeline of when that will be removed and that's pre-departure testing. So we moved from... PCR testing to now 24-hour antigen testing, which is better and, and cheaper for travelers. Um, but we do, we do still view it as a barrier to travel and look forward to um, hearing when we can have that removed as well. I understand it's not entirely your ballywick, but could you understand, could you explain to me what it means to have a rapid antigen test by, what was it, uh, a, a licensed professional or lab technician? What, is it, what does that mean in terms of uh, for travelers? Yeah, sure. So there's a couple ways to do that. If, you, if you're traveling, so let's say you're going to the States and then before you come back into Canada, you would need to go to a pharmacy. Any um, There's lots of vendors that do this. They do it for travel. So they'll do the test and they'll give you a, a form that says that you're positive or negative. And in order to travel, you need that form. So this isn't a rapid test that you can just, you know, that we all have from the schools and that you can take home on your counter. This needs to be done by a medical certified professional that is doing it for travel. And there's Antigen tests are not difficult to find at, at local pharmacies and, and other sources. Right. Now, you don't have to have that uh, nasal pharyngeal where you, you know, got the back of your, the base of your brainstem being uh, scraped. <laughs> also, I, 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 I will point out that uh, when I have rapid tests, uh, we do that here at the uh, workplace, uh, that they're far less invasive than when my wife does them at home. So I just, I don't know, maybe that's just me. But uh, what, in terms of these tests, do you have a sense of when we will no longer need any testing at all? 
Yeah, I mean, we were we're talking with the government all the time and we're pushing as an industry for what we're seeing in other jurisdictions. And I think, you know, we don't want to be last in Canada. So, I mean, they're, they're already moving forward in other countries. We've seen Sweden and Norway and Ireland and most recently France um, come forward and remove the testing for fully vaccinated travelers. And um, so hopefully after these measures are implemented at the end of the month, we can move forward and, and quickly talk about uh, the next step. In terms of what airports need to do to be able to move from the current testing regime to randomize, and we, I know we had randomized before, what is that in terms of logistics for you? Yeah, it's actually really good news for our airports. Um, the, our airports have been working hand in hand with the government since the start of the pandemic and just, you know, ensuring the safety not only of our workers, but of Canadians and travelers. So um, this step will mean um, going back to pre-Omicron levels where we were doing random sampling then. Um, when Omicron came into place, our airports had to do 100 or PHAC was doing 100% testing at our airports of international travelers. So as you can imagine, that could create a huge backlog for our industry and, and was challenging to implement. So um, going back to random sampling allows the government to have the necessary surveillance for, for variants. And we're very supportive of that measure. But what is it going to mean for just crowds at the airport. I know when I did some traveling in November of last year, tried to do it on a Saturday and I was I was kind of I was kind of shocked at at the number of people being crowded in like through Pearson. I mean, how do how do we manage that when there's going to be obviously a real increased demand to to go and fly especially in March? Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're talking random sample now when you would come back. So um, that means, you know, if you're coming across, this is only for international or people traveling from the U.S. and you'd be coming back and just certain ones would be notified, a very small sample size. Um, so much more manageable in order to go in the testing queue for that as it won't be everyone any longer. Hmm. But I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. It's uh, great news for travelers. Thanks. Thank you. Enjoy your trip. <laughs> I, I, I hope to. I hope to. Thank you very much. Uh, that's Monet Pasha, who's the interim president of the Canadian Airports Council. And uh, oh, I just can't tell you how excited I am about the possibility of being able to go snowboard the Alps. Like I say, it's been something that's just been just been a bucket list dream of mine and i got like within a week of being able to do it in 2020 and then of course we all know what happened so excited to be able to try and do that i want to talk to you about pj o'rourke pj o'rourke do you know that name american satirist journalist uh writer uh, passing away at the age of 74 I can't. I don't know if I can tell you enough how much impact uh, P.J. O'Rourke had on on me. I, I've read a bunch of his books in the late '80s and early '90s when I was, you know, coming out of university. I still had kind of a world review worldview that it was informed by my youth and you know my time in university. It, it, it's slightly left of of Marxist. <laughs> You, you know how you know the kind of worldview you can only have until you get a paycheck and you go wait a second what is what are all these taxes what it, a pardon and suddenly I'm a free marketer uh, and PGR work was incredibly 
funny. And I want to play this for you. This is uh, P.J. O'Rourke uh, a reading from his most recent book from uh, before he died. I believe in original sin, and politics may be its name. I believe in original sin, but unlike some of my fellow Republicans, I do not believe that God is involved in politics. My feeling about this is I observe politics in America, I observe politics around the world, I observe politics down through history. Does it look like God has been involved? No, no. When it comes to political activism, that would be the other fellow. It is P.J. O'Rourke, political satirist and journalist who passed away at the age of 74. I got to meet him. I was so excited. I was hosting a uh, morning show in Toronto. Uh, this is back in the mid-aughts. I was the host of the show, and uh, P.J. O'Rourke came on to promote a book. And, you know, sometimes when you meet people who are your heroes, it doesn't go that well. He was the nicest fellow, just couldn't have been nicer. But he comes on and he he begins to, you know, tell a couple of anecdotes. And we're on a kind of a wheel. And, you know, we had to hit a commercial break. and Rap. Rap. And... And so, like, like two minutes into this interview, I'm like, well, thanks, P.J. O'Rourke. Thanks. Appreciate it. And he gave me the dirtiest look. Like, why did I get up in the morning and come down here to the studio for two minutes of my time? <laughs> and I've never been able to shake it. I just, I, it haunts me to this day. <laughs> it's always dangerous when you meet your heroes. P.J. O'Rourke, gone at the age of 74. Check out his books. He is incredibly, incredibly funny. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today. My name is Alan Carter. Join me tonight on Global News at 5.30 and 6 for the very latest on what's happening in Ottawa as that situation continues to develop.